This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And uh, thanks, Andy, for covering for me Friday. I appreciate it very much. Had a couple of days off with my lovely wife, which I enjoyed very much. Went down south. And I will tell you that one thing that, not that Colorado's unfriendly, but there is a huge difference. And when they say southern hospitality, they do mean that. I will tell you that right off the bat. But as always... Before I get to the question of the day, i got to rant for just one moment. Why can people not figure out how to dress to get on the airplane? I know I say this every single time I fly, but if there's anything that just grinds on me is the fact that people, Americans have just turned into slobs. I'm sorry, we're just a, a nation full of slobbery. I know it's not even a word, but, oh, guys, I'm telling you. I, I'm just, I'm amazed. And not that I wear a suit to get on the plane, but, you know, I mean, I wear a collared shirt and my clothes are at least clean and my hair is combed and my teeth are brushed. And, you know, I think I look presentable. At least when I look in the mirror, I feel like I do. I'm not just wearing, you know, jeans and my swim trunks. Or, I mean, my flip-flops and my swim trunks like I saw one guy today doing. We're in Atlanta. It's like 60 degrees. It's not like it's super hot by any means. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. It, it's no wonder that other places around the world look at Americans as slobs, because frankly, there's times we are. Not you all listening, because I think you all are better than that, but there are those out there that I, I guess I was raised differently. I still have that impression in my mind of when you go to get on the airplane, it's something to be very thankful for, and it's something that you dress up for a little bit, and you behave, and, 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 and. And I know it's turned into public transportation. You know, it's RTD with wings. I get it. I know. That's exactly what it is today. It's RTD with wings. And sorry for all you airline pilots that I'm sort of ditzing by calling it that. But you're sort of the bus driver for all of these slobs. Yes, only your bus has wings. I get it. And the job is much more demanding than that of a bus driver. But still, you, you would think people could dress up. I, mean, I looked around today. Even my wife made, made a note of this around the gate area as we were getting ready to leave today. And I, it was an early flight, so I get it. I was actually left early this morning and, so I could be here to do this. And you just look around the gate area, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like the best-dressed dude here, and I don't consider myself to be in a three-piece suit and all decked out by any stretch of the imagination. But as you're looking around, I'm just, do people just not know how to dress anymore? And the answer is they don't, other than... 
there were places, you know, we were in Atlanta and different places there, northern Atlanta area. And, you know, I will tell you the people there were dressed up and they looked nice and they were put together well and so on. So, yeah, there are places still around where people understand etiquette and how to dress and how to look and so on. But it, it just seems to, like, all go away when you get to the airport. I, I'm, I, I wish somehow we could bring that back. I, I know it's probably not ever going to come back because people feel like they can just get on with their jammies and their slippers and surprised they don't have their toothbrush hanging out of their mouth when they show up. I mean, anyways. And the pre-board. Okay, I, I know I'm on a roll, but the pre-board thing. It, it, at some point... And mark my words on this one. And I know you can't do HIPAA and all that kind of stuff, but you have to wonder at what point are the airlines going to do like they did with animals? Because everybody was bringing their animal on. Everybody had a support animal of some kind. Well, then they finally cracked down on that, and you had to have an actual something official to say, yes, in fact, my dog is a support animal that could fly free and so on, because otherwise you got to pay. So I'm wondering at what point in time does all of the pre-boarders have to start bringing a doctor's note to actually say, I, in fact, you know, sort of like getting a handicap sticker. You can't get a handicap sticker unless you have a note from the doctor saying you can get it. And if you abuse that, you're going to have a really big fine. I I wonder at what point do the airlines start saying, okay, wait a minute, all of you people that are able-bodied that can probably run off the airplane because most of you do, but yet you somehow have to pre-board because of some known ailment. And at times I still got to figure out what is this ailment. I because I literally I look around and I'm like we we left Denver and I'm looking at some of the people that are in the chairs and one guy he's in the chair but yet he stands up he goes down to a little convenience store he walks back I'm thinking okay wait a minute you can walk all the way around to the bathroom the convenience store you know the little stores that are inside the the terminal there and you can walk back and then get in your chair so they can wheel you down I, I'm I'm just I'm thinking to myself what is wrong with this picture. This is an able-bodied individual that can walk around the terminal, but when it comes to actually getting on the plane, he has to be on first because he's got some sort of ailment, which he didn't, evidently, because he wouldn't be walking around if he had one. So question I've got is at what point in time do the airlines start cracking down on this and start saying, wait a minute, time out. There's, I, I bet this morning, I'm not exaggerating, I bet I counted no less than 15 people that pre-boarded. Now, that's probably 10% of the plane because it holds about 150 people roughly. So that's about 10%. I may be off on that a little bit. So all of you geniuses that you know, know more about passenger capacity than I do, I think, though, they hold Southwest holds about 150 people. I, I may be off a few, but roughly 10% gets on early. And then also one step further is at what point does the airline have to start apologizing for all of its frequent flyers and the people that actually do, des- do deserve to get on first because they've earned it when do they start apologizing to all of them because they've earned that spot, and yet everybody that just says they have an ailment gets on first anyways? Okay, I'll leave it at that. Enough, enough of my ranting and raving. But every time I fly, I just I continue to be amazed at how, how worse it gets. So question of the day. What was the first UK number one hit song that featured a full sentence question as its title? That would be how much is that doggy in the window? Today's impossible question. Answer this on the RushToReason.com website. London is the only city to host the Summer Games three times, but you have to name the years. London is the only city to host the Summer Games three times, but you have to name the years. Charlie, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. I'll get plenty of time for calls that way. And uh, we've got a special guest joining us at 3.30. But prior to that, we've got open lines. 
Golden Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith, who would love to help you with your financial planning, and he's always got a seminar, ways to help you. All you have to do is call Al and ask, 303-744-1128. You need Al Smith's strategy to help you maximize your retirement savings. Your grandparents' retirement was simpler than yours, and years ago, companies managed pensions for employees, and there wasn't much for the retiree to decide. Things have changed, and now it's much more important for you to use a carefully thought-out market strategy. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial helps you make the right calls at the right time to maximize your retirement in this new reality. Al helps you by minimizing tax liability, protecting against inflation, and using specialized tools to stay prepared. He doesn't just use an investing program and set it and forget it. He learns all about you, your goals, and your needs, and Al develops a customized strategy. Don't be passive about your retirement. Contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial at klzradio.com money to start strategizing today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, Dave Hart, Roof Savers of Colorado. Talk to Dave today, by the way, and he's going to add a few people to make sure we can get things done quicker this summer, given all the work that we had last summer. So be, be you know, rest assured when you make a phone call to Dave, he'll be out lickety split to make sure things are taken care of with your roof. Commercial, residential, it doesn't matter. 303-710-6916. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, We here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for whatever Colorado throws its way. All right, a solar right for you, your home, and your budget. Find out from Alan Davis today. Find him at klzradio.com. Alan Davis of Level Engineering wants you to have the whole story about saving money with solar. Everyone knows that solar power saves you money. But the most important savings are all those dollars you won't have to pay the power company. For most homes, that will mean paying thousands less for electricity annually. And the average tax credit for installing solar in your home is 56%. That's more money in your pocket. In addition to the money that you will save each month, solar can add $15,000 or more to the value of your home. And homes with solar panels sell faster than those without. Today's solar energy is a great financial decision on your part when you work with Alan Davis. Alan is the solar money-saving expert. So talk to him directly by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no-obligation consultation. God, country, reason. Now back to John Rush. And we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Wade, how are you today, sir? 
Hey, I'm doing well. I hope you're doing well. We are. Thank you, Wade. Awesome. Uh, hey, I, I just, you, you brought up this uh, topic of dressing nicely several months ago. I did. And uh, I called in then as well. I completely agree with you. I wish people would. I do too. Especially like flying. And and I, I, all I wanted to comment was uh, I, I'm very fascinated by history. And if you look back to photos yep. of like the 20s and yep. 30s, everybody's wearing a suit and yep. tie. Yep. Um, and. Also, on airplanes, as, as you were talking about, um, when commercial air flight became available, like in the late 30s, uh, everybody would approach that like they're going to a business meeting. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, you know, and of course, as you know, Wade, from the pictures, I didn't, you know, fly then. I wasn't alive yet. But, man, I mean, they brought out the finest china on the, on the airplane. They fed you, fed you a full meal. I mean... Man alive, has it changed? And, and again, I, am I saying that everybody today needs to run around wearing a suit like everybody did back in that day? No way. You know, you know me. I wouldn't advocate for that at all. But can people no. wear something other than their pajamas when they're out? I, I would agree. I, it, it makes it drives me crazy when I'm sitting next to somebody on an airplane and they take their shoes off. Yes. Or they're wearing. That drives me crazy. Me too. <laughs> me too. So I mean, I, I mean, it's getting to the point, Wade, anymore to where, you know, at one point, flying was kind of a luxury, the ability to get someplace quick. Not everybody did. You know, in fact, you know, let's face it, there were people that could afford to fly, and there were people that couldn't afford to fly. Today, and yeah. I get it, airfare is pretty cheap for most people, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It actually is a good thing. But I think with that level of cost has also brought in all sorts of people, and even some maybe that used to dress up because nobody else is. They just feel like, oh, I'll just wear my jammies as well. No big deal. Everybody else is. <laughs> right. Yeah, sweatpants and bring a pillow. Um, but, you know, even even as a mechanic, I, I still wear a collared shirt. Thank you. I did too, <laughs> Wade, all those years. All those years. I still, I mean, there's been very, very few times in my life I've worn, you know, T-shirts as some sort of a, form of dress. I mean, if I'm working around the house and it's hot and you're outside, something along those lines. But wait, I have never in my entire life gone to dinner and worn a t-shirt, ever well, in my life. We, we are on the same page on that issue. Maybe not on some other issues, but... I, I don't get it, Wade. I, I, we are I, on the same page. I wish we could somehow bring some of that back. And I know that, you know, typically things kind of reverse and history kind of repeats itself. But I will tell you, when it comes to this whole dress thing, it ain't happening so far. Oh, I, uh, another subject maybe you should bring up sometime. I wonder about tattoos. Yeah, good one. But, uh... Yeah, and, and by... And, I, no, I, no I, really I, quick. I, no, I'll cover that for a moment. I think that's a great... Something I've really never talked about much on this program. I have no problem if somebody has a tattoo. You got one, great. More power to you. You know, knock your socks off. I don't. I don't have any. It's not, it's not because I'm... You stand against them by any means, Wade. It's just for me, I, I think it's sort of like a car... You know, uh, how do I want to say this, Wade? I get certain cars even where, you know what, I like a car for this amount of time, and you know what, several years down the road, I may sell it and go to the next one. Well, I think on a tattoo, I'd kind of be the same way. Be like, you know, I liked what I had, but now I don't like it. The problem is that's not like a car that you can sell and replace. It's permanent. And so the question I have for you, Wade, at what point in time down the road, because of how popular that's gotten with a lot of people, when do they start getting removed? 
That's a very, very good question. And I I also have zero tattoos, which makes us the minority. Yeah, it really does United anymore. States. Absolutely does. So it, it, it to me... And by the way, Wade, strange. that's on all sides of the aisle. Does it matter where you stand, politically speaking, when it comes to tattoos, even faith-wise? It doesn't really matter. I mean, there's a few faiths that are very much against it, but in general, Wade, it's more of just a personal thing whether you want them or not. Yeah, oh, and I don't care if people get them. I personally don't. Like, if, for instance, I'm 36 years old. If I had gotten a tattoo at age 18, I would regret it. Yes. I'm sure I would have got some dumb thing, like, who knows where, and, and it would probably be all faded, and I'd want it removed. So yep. I'm glad that Yeah, I no, I, I mean, I'm like anyway, you. I, I just, I don't anyway, think my, my own personality is such that I would get tired of it too quickly and I wouldn't want it after a certain amount of time. Absolutely. Well, so. hey, th- thank Wait, you. Wait, I appreciate you, man. No, thank, thank you very you much. Good. Love you. Appreciate you calling in as always. Craig and Wheatridge, what's going on, sir? Hey, John. How are uh, you, man? A little bumpy coming into DIA today. This morning was a little bit. Yeah, actually, it wasn't as bad as you, as you would think given the winds. Okay. That was good. Um, your previous caller mentioned tattoos. I had a uh, an experience yesterday. I was at the deli counter at Walmart. They've got pretty pretty decent uh, buffalo wings. Oh, okay. So I didn't know. I that. was waiting waiting for a clerk to come to the counter. Uh, observed a guy wearing his baseball cap backwards, sleeveless shirt, full tattoos all the way up and down the arms. Okay, his girlfriend was barely clothed. So they walk up to the deli counter and grab some of the pre-prepared, wrapped-up egg rolls and other items. Mm -hmm. They walk up to the counter. They just grab it off the counter, open it up, and start eating it. That's kind of rude. And my intuition was uh, they probably weren't going to pay for the food first. Well, obviously they didn't pay for it first, but they were probably going to consume it. They just grabbed it, started walking around the store, and eating the food. Now, my intuition is they were probably going to eat it, dispose of the wrapper, and walk out of the store. Mm. Like, 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 like no big uh, deal. Yeah. Like, you know, Costco offerings. Correct. Right. You know, as you walk around. Right. So I brought it to the attention. Uh, this particular Walmart has a full-time police officer. So when I got to the checkout lane, I described the couple, and I said, well, you might, uh, might ask them if they paid for their food on the way out the door because I said, uh, by the looks of them, I don't think they're probably uh, going to bring the empty wrapper up to the checkout lane and pay for it after the fact. And he didn't seem too concerned, but I just it kind of chaps my height. You know, it's people like that that make all of our costs, whether it's theft, or whatever, they're making the costs for the rest of us yep. greater. No, and, you know, it's the whole shoplifting end of things, Craig, does exactly the same thing. It's why I'm so so irritated by people that feel entitled to just, you know, pick something up from the store, leave, and not pay for it. Because at the end of the day, you and I are paying. Right. They, you know, they all think, right. oh, it's, you know, it's the corporate greed end of it. You know, they're, they're going to just absorb this. It's not a big deal. They plan on a certain amount of shrinkage, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, no, Craig, at the end of the day, you and I pay. And then finding the shopping carts all over the neighborhood, people just roll them home. And it's like, when did people, you know, again, it's getting back to just basic moral ethics, um, where you're like, when did people think that they were entitled to so much, you know, that 
use of a cart, taking it home. Um, some of the, you know, there's safely in our neighborhood can't keep uh, jumping carts in stock, right? Because they walk off so much, right? It's like you know, you just wonder when things went bad. I don't know. I mean, you know, this is a long discussion that we definitely won't get handled in the next, you know, 10 minutes or so, Craig. But, you know, it's a degradation of things that happen in society. And again, I'm I'm not trying to be critical of any one particular person's views on things by any stretch of the imagination. I have mine. You can have yours. We can maybe agree to disagree on certain things, whatever. You know, I personally don't have any tattoos. I personally like to dress up when you go on the airplane. I think, by the way, Craig, I think you get better service, and I'm living proof of that. I have very, very, very little issues flying, if any. Uh, I mean, even if something comes up, I'm typically one of those that gets things handled pretty quickly, and I still believe a lot of that has to do with your attitude and the way you're dressed, because I think there is a respect level that comes along with how you look when you're actually flying, and you can see that in the way that the the flight attendants and so on even, you know, greet you when you walk on the plane and so on. I mean, I'm, I'm living proof of that. I watch it constantly, and why others can't see that I don't know, Craig. Just you know, and really, where does this all stem from? I'll be I'll be the first to say it, Craig. Parenting or the lack thereof is where all of this stems from. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I mean, let's face it. When you know, when when my kids flew, you know, we didn't fly a lot of places because it was very expensive to to take all of them out. But when we could afford it and did, I mean, every one of my kids, they were dressed up. They looked like they needed to. They were well-behaved. We had certain issues, certain situations where the kids maybe had to sit in a little different spot because you couldn't get everybody together. I never once ever had a single issue with anybody around my kids talking about how they didn't behave themselves. In fact, Craig, it was just the opposite. When we'd get off the plane and everybody get together, people would come up and say, you know, your kids were some of the best-behaved kids I've ever seen on a flight. They had to sit by themselves, blah, blah, blah. I mean, never, Craig, did we ever have any issues. And to this day, every single one of my kids knows how to fly and behave. Well, what would be wrong with the airlines having a dress code and enforce the dress code? You know, I'm wondering, is that ever going to get to that? That's a great question. Although, I mean, you know, what's happened is like anything else. When they, when they quote-unquote deregulated and prices started dropping on flights and it became a bus with wings, they just want somebody in the seat. I don't think they care, frankly. Well, it just seems like, you know, and, and you see it shopping in, in stores. Now, Craig, I could see this. Just You just gave me a thought. I could see this because I was thinking of this all the way through this, this segment. Will there possibly be an airline that comes along that establishes some of those things to where you can't pre-board unless you meet certain, you know, certain requirements? Maybe it costs a little more. It's not like flying private or buying a share on a private jet. It's not to that level. But would it be a step above what it is now? And would people actually pay for that? And that's a question I can't answer. Is that something you might see? I have no idea. Well, just like you said, it's, it's kind of a glorified bus with wings. The way they're, the way they treat you today, as far as the airlines are concerned. I mean, not that they're not courteous, but the way they've cheapened the whole, the whole thing without the meals, um, you know, discount airfares, pay for everything if you want something. And I, I don't know. Like I say, maybe, maybe as a whole, it's more affordable for people to fly than it might have been years ago. But it still doesn't mean you couldn't enforce a dress code. It's like nobody wants to see. You know, people with body parts hanging out. I'm sorry. Not right. even in the grocery stores. Right. I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Nope. Craig, I appreciate it. And it's it's always interesting. I'm getting several text messages in from a lot of you as well. In fact, everybody agreeing. I, I Whenever this topic comes up, and it seems like it always does after I've traveled, because it's just right at the, you know, especially after traveling this morning, it's right on the tip of my mind. Top of my mind, I should say. Tip of my tongue, top of my mind. And... 
I never, never in the amount of time of doing this, and there's a lot of folks that will text in that maybe don't agree with me on everything. Wade's one of those, which you love Wade anyways. We get along great. It shows you you can still disagree and still get along. But at the end of the day, I've yet to ever have anybody correct me or say that I'm wrong when I talk about flying and just the whole experience. It's the opposite. Every one of you that texts in or calls in agrees with me and how, how awful it's gotten and just how people behave and how they look and how they act and just the disgusting nature of how some humans are and how they behave. And, yeah, it makes you wonder, will a different type of airline come along that, you know, maybe it's an extra 100 bucks to fly them versus someone else, but you don't have to put up with anything I just mentioned. Is that something that could potentially be of a mark? You know, is that marketable? I, guys, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that answer. I don't know if anybody's even looked at that. I don't know if anybody in the airline industry, frankly, frankly really cares. Now, I will say this. There are parts of the world where if you go fly on a particular airline in different parts of the world, it's definitely ha- it's it, it, there is a dress code and there is a standard. Now, is that because they can do that in those parts of the world and we can't do that here because of our our rules and laws and so on? I I don't know. I, I don't have an answer to that. Maybe I'll bring an airline expert on at some point and ask some of these questions because I've always wondered that. But other parts of the world. Uh, they definitely have stricter standards when it comes to that. All right, we got to take a break. We got a special guest joining us here in just a few minutes. High Five Plumbing is up next. And if you've got any plumbing problem at all, you want things inspected to make sure you don't have a plumbing problem. High Five can do all of that. And if you make an appointment by this Thursday, this Thursday, the 29th, hundred dollars off your next service. Eight seven seven We High Five. High Five Plumbing is offering free home inspections just for KLZ listeners who had freezing during the last cold snap. Thousands of homes had frozen pipes to deal with on top of below zero temps last month. High Five inspects your home for the bad things that can happen after a freeze, and they provide solutions to prevent those problems so you're not left in the cold again. Burst pipes can cause flooding in your home, damage to flooring, drywall, belongings, and much more turning a minor repair into catastrophe. High Five Techs will inspect your water, sewer, and gas lines to spot any potential problems that may have been caused by the last big freeze. They give you an assessment of what went wrong and let you decide what gets fixed with no obligation to buy. So make sure the freeze didn't leave you vulnerable now by scheduling your free in-home inspection with High Five Plumbing. Go to klzradio.com slash plumbing and call High Five for this. All right, folks, there are things in your estate you need to take care of while you're alive, of course. But what I mean by that is there's things that you might even need while you're still alive where you don't have to have passed to even have those things take effect. Michael can explain all that to you. He's our mobile estate planner, 720-394-6887. Another year, another promise to go to the gym, eat better, stop chewing your fingernails. Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner. As a resolution you will actually keep. 2023 has seen changes in your life that need to be addressed and expressed in a plan. Births, deaths, marriages, divorces, home sales and purchases, and so many more life events have a direct effect on your estate plan. 
Many people forget that these changes also alter your wishes for your estate, including what happens to your belongings, your money, and the sentimental items you cherish in the event you pass away. The worst possible outcome could be that someone gets something you did not wish for, or even worse, someone doesn't get what you did want them to receive. Updating your estate plan only takes a few minutes, so contact Michael today by going to klzradio.com estate and get your estate plan updated for 2024. Dr. Scott Faulkner, yes, he would love to be your doctor. He wants you to be, he wants to be your doctor, him, your patient, I should say. You be his patient, and he will talk to you. That's one thing that a lot of doctor's offices won't do. Give him a call today, 303-663-6990. Do you want to improve your health, fitness, and beauty? Are you an athlete recovering from an injury? A weekend warrior who is sore from your last workout? Do you have a chronic medical condition trying to meet a health and wellness goal? Or maybe you are looking for a great doctor who thinks the way you do. Dr. Scott Faulkner and Castle Rock Regenerative Healthcare is your path to a healthier tomorrow. Owner Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Worried about being lost in the crowd of impersonal health care? Fear not. Dr. Scott is a big picture doctor, not beholden to big pharma like some other providers. He takes the time to understand your unique needs and will customize your health care to fit you, your body, and your lifestyle. Reach your full potential and achieve your goals. Call Dr. Scott today at 303 303- 663-6990 or visit him online at castlerockregenerativehealth.com or find him at rushtoreason.com Genesis 13 Electric will make sure you are smart about installing a home charger for your new electric vehicle. Genesis 13 is one of the very few electricians in the state who are fully certified in EV charger installation. Dustin and the team prefer you call them before you purchase anything so they can inspect your home and give you advice on exactly what you need. They can ensure that your panel will support the new charger, make sure wiring is within limits, and help you keep your home safe from electrical fires or damage to the charger. Genesis techs are concerned that some EV dealers are not properly educating their customers, and they feel a responsibility to ensure that you know what you've purchased and how to use it. There are inexperienced electricians out there, so you need the certified pros at Genesis 13 Electric to make sure you're ready for the switch. KLZ listeners get $150 off an EV charger install. Call 883-236-6797. Make the right choice. Call 883-236-6797. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right. Happy Monday again. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. Don't forget the text line if you want to ask a question, 307-200-8222. Of course, our main line here that you guys have already been using, 303-477-5600. We welcome, though, our next guest. I told you earlier we're going to have a special guest now, Andre Archie, joining us now. Andre, am I saying that right, by the way? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. Andre, yeah, thank you, by here. the way, for joining us. You are a professor at the University of, is it Northern, or Colorado State University, I should say, Colorado State University. Yep, yep, exactly, in Fort Collins. I uh, appreciate you joining us. You wrote a book, The Virtue of Color Blindness, and you are a black professor taking on the cult of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And by the way, you're in great company because we talk about this quite often. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, I mean, it, it needs to be defeated on all levels. But, yep, that's exactly what the book is uh, devoted to, arguing against this awful uh, racial uh, ideology. So, yeah, let, let's talk about it. Well, and as you know, they, they themselves become the racist when they do these things. That's my view of it anyways, because when you start segmenting people out no matter where they're at, uh, that, that's by the way, that's, it's why I'm very careful here. And I was I was corrected by a listener. Oh, I don't know about a year or so ago, Archie. You know, everybody talks about you know the middle class, the upper class, and so on. And of course, that was divided to have class warfare. So I've made myself learn to say low income, middle income, upper income, and so on. Because again, just classifying people even by how much money they make is wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think there's some truth to that. But some of that is just sort of shorthand. I know. And, and and so I think that I think that in particular, like let's say with marriage, I mean, you know, a lot of our racial issues, uh, they have a lot to do with the, the breakdown of the family. Oh, you're right. But 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 we, but we do find that it's sort of a class based institution. This idea of marriage, and so I think that there, you know, we can speak shorthand about a class. It doesn't necessarily mean we're we're we're, we're putting people inside of a category and they can't get out. But it's true that. Uh, those who make a, a bit more money are, are, are married uh, uh, more often on average. No, that that's a great point. Okay, so I always ask this question when it comes to authors. Why the book? I mean, I kind of know because you've already said it, but why the book? So, so why the book? I, I think the book is important because I think over the last, really starting in the 80s, we really veered racially in terms of how we talk about race. And so we think it, we, 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 we're comfortable now actually judging a person based on their skin color as opposed to their character. That's something that we've completely, mm. we, we've abandoned that, that, that aspirational idea that Martin Luther King Jr. made so famous. And not just him, but Frederick Douglass, and then you go back to the Western philosophical tradition. So for me, it was important that I get these words in a book, these arguments in a book, to say, we need to get back on track, we need to look at people's character, and we need to go from there. It doesn't mean that we're naive, it just means that we can't discriminate against one group because the other group was discriminated in the mm. past. I think we've done a lot to, to, to get on the right track in terms of addressing some of those issues, but we can't, we can't discriminate uh, against others for the sake of people of color, of blacks in particular. In a way, as you know, it just divides us even further. And I agree with everything you just said, by the way. I think you, you hit it spot on, exactly where we were, where we've, you know, where we've came to to this day. And we've created division where it didn't need created in the first place. That's right. That's right. And I, and, and I think that, you know, with the death of George Floyd, uh, all of these racial ideologies, DEI, anti-racism, they got supercharged and yes. they sort of hopped out of the classroom into the public square. And I think, you know, good-hearted Americans, both black and white, they, 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 they're confused. They hear anti-racism and they think, yeah, uh, this, these ideas are fighting against our past, uh, our racial past. Uh, but in fact, it's doing just the opposite. It's dividing us. We mm -hmm. have more in common as Americans. Yes. Our founding principles is what unites us. We, we can celebrate particularities of, of ethnicity, of, of even race, for example, but 
we have that common narrative, and that's what we've lost. Yeah, and we've gotten to the point where what you just said, by the way, Art, Andre, we mm-hmm. can't hardly even talk about those things you just noted, because if you label somebody by the color of their skin or their, their ethnicity, I mean, let's face it, we're all of the human race, but if you start dividing and say anything about anybody because of a particular heritage or skin color or whatever, now all of a sudden you're a racist just because you've talked about that person in light of the positive nature of what that thing might be. That's right. And, and if you don't mention it, uh, they, they, they say that you're neglecting uh, this particular cultural group, this particular race. So you can't, you can't win for losing. Yeah, yeah you, you're, you're damned. You know, it's old saying, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, either way, you, you're not going to win. And we shouldn't be that way. There are things in each of our backgrounds, family-wise and history-wise, and no matter what the color of your skin is. I mean, the reality is there's things to celebrate and probably some things not to celebrate. We learn from the mistakes we've had in the past. Every one of us, I hope, hope at least, Andre, we all learn from our mistakes. I try my best to learn from mistakes. But the reality is there are certain things, and I've said this you know, many, many times, I'm not going to apologize for being a white male American. I mean, God made me this way. I didn't have any choice in the, in the pigment of my skin color. I was born this way, and I'm for sure not going to apologize for it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I, I think that more people, more white people need to think like that because, I mean, I think we've gotten into this situation precisely because of that. I think that you need to stand proud. You have your beliefs. I think you're, you're a good-hearted American. You, you, of course, we see people's color. We see their, their ethnicity. Well, yeah, and I want to stop you on that for a moment. Because, you know, we do, but yet, just came from Atlanta. Perfect timing for you being on here. My wife had a birthday last week, and she has some friends in Atlanta, so we decided to spend the weekend down there. And, by the way, a certain amount of her friends are black. And I mm-hmm. don't really even... I, I, I'm, I'm surprised I'm even saying that because when I'm with them and we're hanging out and we're doing different things and so on, I don't see it that way. I mean, we're just having fun. We're all Americans. We're enjoying life. We're just, you know, we're just having a good time together. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And not one time did any of us mention the color of each other's skin. I know. I, and, 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 and I would say keep that up because the, the people that we're up against, they want us to be conscious of race to the point of you know, it becomes a, a zero-sum game, True. like this competition. And so I'm, I'm trying to argue with Americans, say, hey, don't fall into the trap. Mm. Of course, we can recognize people, how they look, et cetera, but we don't attach any sort of moral value to it. We have basic beliefs in common as Americans. And we should be able to talk about race. We should be able to talk about ethnicity without feeling stilted. And so I think this book, my book, The Virtue of Colorblindness, at least provides a roadmap. I try to provide a roadmap for Americans to continue to be good-hearted, to have this common narrative, to believe in it, and, and don't feel embarrassed about who you are. Just like you said, you're a white male. I mean, you know, you stand proud. I mean, you're an American. I mean, why should you be embarrassed about any of that? Mm. And so I, I, I hope people will pick up the book and, 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 and sort of be courageous and speak up. I, well, I appreciate that. The Virtue of Color Blindness, folks, you can get it. Our, Andre Archie's the author's name is Ph.D. and is a professor up here at the uh, uh, university, or state, Colorado State University, I should say. Not Northern Colorado, yep. but Colorado State. CSU is what I should say. I mean, that's, I lived here my entire life, Andre. I've always called it CSU. I've never really called it Colorado State University, so it's just CSU to right, me. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I, I was yeah. raised here as well, and okay. I appreciate you having So, you know, you kids know CUCSU. Uh, anyways, those of us that are local know exactly what we're talking about there. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, you, you know, you writing the book. And, and the thing that... 
I, I, by the way, I appreciate having a roadmap because I, I a roadmap. I think there are individuals out there, even folks that listen to me on a routine basis, that literally don't even know how to start having this conversation. Maybe they've got a family member, maybe you know, interracial marriage. Maybe they've got coworkers. Maybe they've got folks that they they know they hang out with. Whatever. I mean, I think some people just need to know. Okay. How do I even have these discussions to where I'm not going to offend the other party, but we can still talk about some of these things? And by the way, celebrate the fact that, no, we're not all equal. And that's a good thing. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So pick up the book. I mean, I think, I, 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 like I said, I provide a roadmap and I think it's pretty accessible. And I think that, you know, have me back on and we can talk about oh, I'd it. I'd love more. to. No, I'd love to. Andre, I, number one, thank you, by the way, taking time out of your day. I know you're very busy. I appreciate this very much. We'll sure. recommend this. Uh, best place to buy it, by the way. I always have to ask that. Uh, Amazon. You can you can click on it right now. You'll probably okay. get it depending on well where you are today or tomorrow. But yeah, Amazon, fastest way. Awesome. All right. I will let people know. We'll put those links up in our notes a little later tonight in our show notes. Andre, thank you very much. I appreciate it very much. Hey, thanks for having me. You're very me. welcome. Awesome. And no, I did not time him, even Charlie coming on today, knowing where I had where I'd spent, you know, the weekend and all of that and so on. And yes, I you know, a lot of my wife's friends because she's she's got a lot of friends from that part of the world and yes they're from all different backgrounds and colors and so on and yes we spent you know not all weekend but you know better part of it I guess I could say with some of those individuals and it's interesting that topic never comes up you you just it's okay yeah you're black I'm white or you're Asian and I'm white or you're whatever and I'm white I mean you know, I, I've got a brother-in-law that's Hispanic. A lot of you don't even know. I mean, the reality is for me personally, and I grew up with kids. When I was a uh, young man, young boy, I guess I should say, seven, eight, nine, something like that, I, one of my best friends was a black boy. We had a black family in our church, and yes, at that time, probably in Boulder, Colorado, the only black family in that area. But they went to our church. We became best friends. I mean, I guess I learned from a very early age that it really didn't matter what the color of someone's skin was. It was a matter of who they were as a person. And my dad, if there's anything that he, I mean, he instilled a lot of things in us, which I'm very thankful for, hard work ethic, all sorts of other things. But if there's one thing he instilled in me from a very early age was how to not be a racist. In other words, people have intrinsic value. It doesn't matter what the color of their skin is doesn't matter what their background is, doesn't matter where they came from, where they grew up, or anything along those lines, but who are they as an individual? Respect that individualism in them, knowing that each person isn't equal. We are, we are all individuals. We're not created exactly the same. We bring different talents and things to the table and celebrate that. If there's one thing my dad taught all of us early on, and there's one thing that I, well, I was raised to not swear, period. Just the way I am. Charlie knows that. There's rarely, well, there's never a time me talking. It's more you guys as listeners where we have to watch the language and the dumb button. Charlie, with me, that's never an issue because I wasn't raised that way. But there was one other thing, and I'll say this publicly, that if my dad ever heard my brother and I, because we were told specifically that the N-word was forbidden in our household, period. And if it was ever used... We knew what the consequences were going to be. So even to this day, when you hear even rap music and things like that where that word is used, I personally get offended because I guess the way I was raised, that word was to never be spoken. And I still feel that way today. So that's 
my background, how I was raised, how I look at different people. And I've, I guess, as a side note, I had this conversation with a bunch of car guys here not, not that long ago. And maybe it's because of my automotive car background. Because in the car world, if you're a car person, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. It just doesn't. If you're a car person, you're accepted. It doesn't make any difference where you came from, where you've lived, your heritage, anything along those lines. None of it matters. If you're a car person and you're into different kind, and there's different types of car people, I get that. But bottom line, if you're a car person, you're a car person. And you speak this universal language that just breaks all, quote unquote, racial barriers that might be there in the first place. And maybe because I grew up in that world, none of that really ever hit me. I didn't have any of those issues that I do think some people struggle with because it wasn't a part of car culture. And by the way, it still isn't. That's the one cool thing about the car world. None of that exists. That whole racial disparity thing doesn't exist in the car world, which I'm very thankful for, by the way. K&R Home Transitions coming up next. Now, when it comes to knowing what to do with your home, some of you have homes you've inherited or you're thinking, hey, I need to do something different with my home. Do I capitalize on what's going on in the market? Is there going to be bidding wars coming down the road? What are the answers? Should I stage my home? Do I need to get rid of some things? These are all things that K&R can help you with when it comes to your home and either the purchase of a new home or the sale of your current home, or by the way, both. They will come in, do a complete analysis of all of what I just said, and determine how does this work for you? What's our time frame look like? What are all the ins and outs of it? What do we need to do? What are our steps? And they hold your hand through that entire process. It literally is a step-by-step process, and they will walk you through that complete process. K&R Home Transitions, 720-437-8210. I say it all the time, but you get two realtors for the price of one. Take the stress out of buying and selling a home today, klzradio.com. And when it comes to remodeling, give Premier Home Remodels a call today. You can also find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels is fully transparent in every aspect of your home remodel. They take customer service to the next level with their online portal, offering you daily updates, progress photos, and even a calendar to track your remodel process. Their portal also allows you to access benchmarks for payments and presents the licenses of each tradesman on site, so you know you're always in safe and skilled hands. And they want you to share design ideas and photos that inspire you so every aspect of the plan is what you want. Premier maintains full transparency by professionally documenting project progress with before and after photos, so you are always up to date. You want a team that will always inform you every step of the way with your remodel. Contact Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. All right, Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. And if you've got a problem with your AC unit as we're heading into the springtime or your furnace, they can do either or both of those. By the way, they've got financing available as well. Find them at klzradio.com. You never know what you're getting into when it comes to an HVAC system in a newly leased, tenant-finished office space or store. But Cub Creek Heating and AC does. Cub Creek can be your company's heating and AC manager so you can give back to business now. They follow a rigorous quarterly 21-point inspection proactively preventing you from losing heating or cooling. Most HVAC companies have different teams for furnaces and air conditioners, but with Cub Creek, you get both in one team so they get to know your entire system better. 
Cub Creek doesn't just swing by and change your filters occasionally. They understand your particular needs and equipment, so they'll be better able to prevent outages that cost you big time. Ream Pro Partners Cub Creek Heating and AC are fully licensed and all techs are NATE certified. Commercial financing is available, so call Cub Creek Heating and AC today at klzradio.com HVAC and get back to business. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Now, I didn't get a chance to yet talk about South Carolina, which Andy and I can probably get into a little bit more tomorrow, so I'll just briefly touch on that, as you all know and probably have seen the reports that, yeah, Nikki Haley in her own state didn't do very well. So there's some even today, of course, questioning, you know, why is she still in this? Why is she not dropped out? She didn't even win her own state. And Andy kind of addressed this a little bit last week. And the bottom line is, well, she's got enough funding. She's going to stay in it as long as she sees fit. Although some of that funding uh, I read today is now starting to go away. So the reality is you're probably going to see some things changing along those lines. So don't be shocked if in the next few days, especially a few weeks, especially, that that doesn't change. Now, other news, and I don't, I just, this was sent to me. And I've not read through this whole thing, so I, I apologize. This just got sent to me as I was coming on air today. This is in Breitbart. The Biden administration planted operative Jeff DeSantis in Fannie Willis's office to target Trump, some sources say. Now, I didn't read this article. I don't know if this is true or not. Some of you will have to do a little bit of research on this and determine I've not had a chance to read this entire article because I've been on air talking to all of you. But according to some news sources, the Biden administration actually planted a Democrat operative inside of the Fulton County office. That, by the way, would not shock me. John and Cheyenne, you're up. Hey, John. Um, My wife and I flew over the weekend, too, and we've seen the same thing with people my father used to have a saying before he passed away. He said, don't go shabby. Oh, good one. In other words, you know, just be appropriate. You don't have to overdress. Right. But be appropriate. Right. Like, I, I wore going, I wore jeans and a, a really nice, like, sweater fleece because I always get cold on the airplane. And, I you do know, too. comfortable hiking shoes. That's fine. My wife, she wore the same kind of. And then coming back, I kind of wore the same thing, except I had some really nice, they're, they're hiking pants, but they look more like a cat. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was comfortable. That's the thing. But people have taken comfortable to an extreme with wearing yep. your pajamas. Yep. But the other comment, real quick, you see that pre-boarding more on Southwest than the other airlines. Because every one of those people is using that to try to get a better seat, because it's no assigned seating. Right. You never, you don't see it nearly as much on the carriers that assign you a seat. That's because, true. Um, you still see it with some people. Uh, yeah. You know they're. A, and by the way, and, and by the way, John, I, I don't want to take this away from people that legitimately need it. You know, if you legitimately oh, no. need it, I get it. Okay, I'm on your side. But to just get yeah. on, to get on early, yeah, no, I'm not into that. No, it's when you see them wheeled up in the wheelchair 
and then they just sit there in the wheelchair until it's time to board, and then the wheelchair takes them down. I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, what I'm not okay with, though, John, is when um, when they have to you know, be escorted down, they get a sitting bulkhead, but the minute the door opens, they're flying out to the baggage. Yep. And you've seen that, too. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, exactly. But uh, the, the way the I, – I don't know. Maybe that's just the flaw of Southwest by not assigning seats. You know, and that's their big thing, though. I think, I think, by the way, I think Southwest, to your point, they're probably the one airline that I think has a huge issue with this, given the fact that, yes, you don't get an assigned seat. It's all done by your boarding group. I think, right. I do think that they're going to have to come up. By the way, though, the problem they're coming up against is the FAA policy is what it is. So FAA needs to get involved and make some changes here because all Southwest is doing is abiding by what the FAA says. But they need oh, to, yeah. something's going to have to change, John, or what's going to happen with Southwest is they're going to start ticking off all of their A-list passengers if they're not careful or they're gonna i they're gonna just say all people that need a pre-board are gonna uh board after a group and then yeah i don't but see here's the problem john you have to ask your wife this i don't think faa allows that uh i could ask her she's right here hey do you she don't know she's dead She's down in the plane. Okay, well, but given given off. given that she's in that world, if you can find out and even at some point text me or call in one day and give yeah. us the answer, I would love to know. I everything I've read, I think that's an FAA deal, not Southwest. Okay, I believe. Well, that makes sense. But like, uh, and that by the way, that's why every airline has to do it. We flew out on United. We had a credit that we wanted to burn off. Yep, and we were in Group Three, so we got on. We were at the back of the plane. We were in group three. It took forever to get off. You want to avoid the 737 MAX 9. They have taken every bit of leg room out of that thing. Wow. Except if you want to pay extra. I mean, wow. me being, I'm six foot four and mostly legs as opposed, some people are taller in the torso. I carry my height in my legs. Right. You know what I mean? That makes it really tough. Oh, yeah. My knees were up against I'm sure. in front of me for the whole flight. Miserable. Scored on the way back on American. We were flying standby, and we got exit row. Nice. Which, <laughs> Good job, <anytime> John. I... <laughs> All right, man, I'll let you go. Good call, man, John. I appreciate you very much. As always, American National Insurance is next. My good friend Paul Lewinberger would love to help you with all of your insurance needs. And when I say all, I mean all. He literally, you name it, give him a call. He'll take care of you. 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. 
All right, we are going to be back here in just one moment. We're going to talk about AI jobs in 2024. So stay tuned for that. We've got that coming back here at 4 o'clock. And then, of course, my son Richard Rush will join us at 4.30 as well. And i got a special guest for you after Kurt at 5 o'clock as well. Hour number two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.